Hello and welcome to the Unusual Stories podcast. I am your host, Wojciech Salski, and in these episodes I will share my writing as well as thoughts on different topics that come to me as I put a pen onto a page each day. At the end of each reading, I will offer you a little insight to my thoughts and a nudge of inspiration to look into your own life and hopefully entertain ideas of your own choosing. What you give out to the world, you get, he reasoned inviting his friend to change her perspective. Those who expect the world to hit them over the head tend to get into more trouble than those who do not. Discussing difficult to materialize topics is always challenging. After all, it is rather easy to prove our point about gravity when all we have to do is drop the pencil on the floor. It is much different, however, when it comes to proving an argument regarding our unconscious behaviors or attitudes and their resonance in the world. How to share it diligently, the boy pondered. How to put it into words. Across the great works of all eras, there was a pervasive feeling that one's attitude does influence the outcomes of their actions within the physical realm. Ancient philosophers from Greece argued that intention underlines any decision a human makes, fueling their activity with the emotional standpoint, which drives its meaning. Jesus, the son of the God-to-be, or maybe just a wise man, stated, Ask and you shall be given. Knock and it will be open upon you. Finally, the works of Carl Jung, and their reiteration by Jordan B. Peterson suggested that no action of oneself is free from its innate meaning and intention. Whether these works were a good enough proof, the boy couldn't decide. To him, it made sense. It felt true. He exercised this power of intention every day and saw how his life unfolds in a way similar to that anticipated. But then there was the hindsight bias and confirmatory tendency to discern facts as our own when looking back. Whatever you seek, you shall find, he reminded himself, and that also applies to reasoning. Whether those thinkers of the past were right or wrong, he couldn't be certain of. He could, however, base his knowledge on the experiences he had the chance to live through. And those definitely agreed with the thesis. What you give out to the world, you get, he reasoned. Those who expect the world to hit them over the head tend to get into more trouble than those who do not. Our attitude influences our outcomes, he said leaning against the huffing dishwasher. Whatever you expect, you'll likely get. His friend shook her head. Not always. Maybe not always it will be exactly in the form that you expected, he continued. But if you were to analyze it thoroughly, it will probably resemble your expectations to an extent. There is a reason why we tend to say, be careful what you wish for, he added. Because it might just come true one day. Their discussion was focused on the dynamic between her and her friends. As she got hurt again and again by the people she trusted the most, she developed a certain way of overriding the hurt. Put simply, she decided to not get attached, to not expect too much of it, and to expect being hurt at some point. 
This coping mechanism, one could say a defense mechanism, allowed her to approach each new relationship with a pinch of proverbial salt and was there to excuse any further difficulties that would and most often did arise. Like a professional prophet, she could anticipate the upcoming blow before the blow occurred. It works, she stated, because in the end it always turns out to be the same, and thanks to this I am not hurt as much anymore. The boy smiled and tried to find the right words. Make sure that what you say is kind and true, he reminded himself internally. If it's neither, leave it untold. They were at their workplace and it was a quiet day. This meant they had all the time in the world to discuss whatever they fancied. As their conversation meandered between many different topics, it finally arrived at a standstill they found themselves in. The boy had a long history of lasting friend relationships, some of which dated back to his first years in this world. The girl had it completely different. There was barely anyone, except her loved one, that she considered much of a friend. She felt like the ties she was making with people around her were only provisional, for some time, for a moment. Don't you think you might be expecting the hurt so much? It actually affects the way you act in these relationships, he finally asked. As if your attitude was already building a safety wall between the two of you. A moment of silence arrived once more. Not because of apprehension or tension of any kind, but because the both of them were actually engaged in the conversation. Both of them cared. Isn't it sad that so rarely we are truly listened to and heard by fellow humans? The boy noted inaudibly. The girl lowered her gaze and frowned a little. The scars of deep thought crunched her forehead. I don't know though, she looked back at him as the dishwasher finally finished its cycle. I feel like it's not my fault those relationships ended badly. At least not always, she added promptly. Of course, he heard himself speak. It doesn't have to be anyone's fault, really. Maybe it was meant to go that way, he shrugged. But if you wish to develop a beautiful friendship or create something that you've not had the chance to create before, you got to let go of the past experiences and expectations attached to them. You have to approach it with a clear mind. She stayed quiet thinking things through and so he did as well. Standing still over the steamy dishwasher, they allowed their minds to wash the sheets of their thought. One could compare this to learning a new language, the boy thought without saying anything. If you come to the lesson with a notebook filled with the notes from the previous completely different class, it may be rather impossible to learn anything. After all, your past experience can get in the way of your present if you let it to do so. Thank you for listening to my story. This week, as I came back from a visit in Aberystwyth and um, the visit itself is yet to be recorded in terms of some story for you to, uh, to let you know about because it's been a beautiful adventure, but let's not talk about it right now. As you can hear, my throat is a bit all over the place, so pardon me for that. 
This week I wanted to talk about something that popped up as I was uh, working with a friend at the cafe uh, two weeks ago, I think. And um, it's quite straightforward, really. It's about the attitude we have to others and attitude we have towards life in general, maybe towards experiences and uh, places and things that we get in contact with. So this is a difficult topic to talk about because it's very conceptual and I can't really provide you with any proof other than what I've experienced and yet that proof can be for me and it doesn't necessarily mean that you would consider it to be uh, a worthy proof. Attitude towards others and attitude towards anything really. Um, We've talked about openness last week and I think this ties in quite well with it. There is a koan in Zen Buddhism that says about keeping your mind empty, like an empty cup, or to empty your cup before you engage with someone new. And the idea is quite straightforward. Basically, make sure that when you're approaching a new relationship, a new friendship, a new job, a new (laughs) discussion, conversation, you first empty your prejudice and expectations and past conditioning and of course it's easier said than done it takes practice and it takes um, humility and for sure it takes a bit of courage as well because we like to hold on to some things that might keep us safe but ultimately what it does it allows you to experience that new interaction new person new place with um, clear and empty so ready to be filled mind and this can be a beautiful present you can give to others especially in terms of meeting someone new and instead of allowing this preconditioned attitude and uh, prejudice to kick in and already (laughs) discuss in your head based on their looks and uh, the way they carry themselves who those people are instead give that person a present of uh, truly opening your heart and mind to them and letting them show you who they are. I think this is ultimately what uh, love and friendship does and loving friendship and friendship in love, all of those together tied in and uh, mixed around. I think the biggest present we can give to another person is truly their attention and care for them and to do so you you gotta focus on them not focus on yourself so I think this goes really well back into the main idea from the story here today that uh, whenever you look back at your experience and based on that you judge what is the potential or what is the situation happening within experience here and now you're sort of a bit more selfish than if you were to focus on the situation here and now and give the person a chance to express themselves because think about it you assume that your preconditioned norms or your previous states are more valid than what the person is able to communicate and uh, offer you here which is a big bold move because you don't really know them and that's that's actually I think the biggest trap that we can fall into that we judge prematurely and we assume that we know even though 
it is rather difficult to know it all. And uh, according to some of the wisest people in the world, knowing is not really what we do. We know very little. So you're already giving yourself a, a bad rap <laughs> in that person's life, let's say. But moreover, I really think it comes back to the attitude and expectation. Because I don't know if you've had that before in your life and I don't know if you have those people in your life that might uh, present this sort of attitude. But I really do feel that people who expect to fail or expect that, some, that something will go wrong or expect that uh, someone will hurt them or it's not going to be good enough or um, it's going to be somewhat not what they would like it to be actually get that kind of vibe like it's all about perception Jim Carrey puts it very beautifully in one of his speeches that our eyes are not only witnesses, they are projectors and they are running like a second reel of film over our life and uh, it applies to our mind really. If you have an expectation of some sort, if you know it's going to be bad or know it's going to be wonderful, you're likely to get that once you get there. So, of course, maybe don't cheat yourself into good expectations when reasonably you know that the situation might not be the greatest. But I think it's fair to expect good things and give off the vibe that you are expectant of the good things and uh, the wonder that the world has to offer. And it applies to creating friendships, it applies to falling in, in love, or it applies to pretty much anything if you want to start a new job or try a new hobby definitely approach it with a bit of a positive attitude uh, or at least i would advise you to do so that way and um, some people say that they'd rather be positively surprised than disappointed and um, i don't know i cannot put my finger on it i don't mind the disappointment in terms that uh, i really feel that my attitude creates the experience and I'd much rather walk into the room smiling and expecting the best than walk into the room and make everyone gloomy because I'm already gloomy. But of course, this is just my attitude, my opinion. So you have to decide for yourself. So yeah, for this week, I would like to invite you to do a little review of your relationships and your friendships and your attitudes towards others and towards things and new ideas and, and stuff like that. And I'd like you to see whether or not you could do something to make uh, them a bit better or maybe reflect on whether or not there was a situation when your expectation or your attitude determined the outcome because you might have closed yourself up a bit more instead of letting that love flow or you might have anticipated the hurt, so instead you've hurt back. Because there is also this saying, I think, from Sun Tzu that the best defense in, is attack. And I could see that a few times in my life, that in anticipation of getting hurt, especially in terms of love, I would try to finish it first, which is just confirming the inevitable. And it does not necessarily have to be the inevitable, but if we decide that it is, then we're probably pushing the ball into that direction. Other than that, 
have a beautiful week, stay happy, stay healthy, and I'll see you next time.